Welcome friends and thank you for joining me for another fireside chat here at Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church. I'm glad you're here with me, virtually at least. What a crazy time we're living through, right? The pandemic and quarantine that we're living in, it, it challenges each of us. It challenges our family and our community in ways that we're just barely beginning to understand. So this morning, once again, we gather together by this fire for comfort and guidance, the comfort and guidance that comes to us from God's word. My chat today is on boredom. Boredom is one of the side effects of this quarantine time, isn't it? I mean, families that only two months ago had full calendars and packed schedules now have hours to fill, days to fill with togetherness. And senior adults in senior living centers that were usually packed with activities and fun outings are now confined to their small apartments with just a TV screen and three meals being delivered a day. It's like the whole world has slowed down. And the question, what shall I do today, just gets asked again and again. Now, some would suggest that boredom leads to creativity. So here are a few examples of how people are spending time in quarantine. For instance, learning new origami folding techniques with whatever papers at hand. Here's a, here's a koi fish neatly folded out of money. This person is combining artwork with food preparation, but I, I don't really know about eating Yoda. How about you? Or how about taking your child's toy and spending the time to draw this? And then there's this, whatever you might call it, someone has way too much time on their hands. Well, we are, many of us, bored, ready to get back to our normal lives. And so we're doing crazy things just to keep sane. But underneath all of that, I believe something else is going on, something more profound and, and maybe more important. Maybe you've noticed it. You see, without the activities and travel, without the distractions and busyness, without the noise and commotion of the worlds we create, we're fo forced to notice our lives. Do you know what I mean? We're forced to hear the deeper things that might be going on in our relationships, in our souls, in our hearts. We're forced to hear that soundtrack of our life that plays just beneath, right below the noise and the commotion. That's exactly what I believe happened to the man we meet in our gospel story today, that ill one beside the pool of Bethesda. The account that Claire read in the fifth chapter of John's Gospel, it seems straightforward enough. We learn that this man's illness spans 38 years, which in biblical days is actually a lifetime. We learn that he comes to the pool every day, waiting for the stirring of the water, hoping to be the first in the pool. Legend has it that healing would come to the one first in the pool when the water stirs. We also learn that this ill one never makes it to the pool first. He goes there every day, waiting and hoping. He's stuck in a loop day after day, 
each day the same. Sound familiar? And this is the soundtrack of his life. I've been ill all my days. I have no one to help me in my illness. Others get the blessing of the pool. I don't. I come here. I wait. I hope. I'm, I'm still ill, though, even though I'm trying very hard. It's not my fault. I'm doing all I can. It's not enough. This is my song. This is my life. The gospel tells us that when Jesus comes to the pool, he sees this man. He sees this and he does something shocking, surprising, really. Knowing how much time, how many days and weeks and years this man has spent waiting for healing, Jesus walks right up to him and says, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? It's quite a question, isn't it? It's an important question. It's a life-transforming question. And the ill man never answers Jesus. Never. Instead, he sings his song, his soundtrack. I have no one to help me in my illness. Others get the blessings of the pool. I don't get it. I come every day. I wait and hope, but I'm still ill. Even though I try hard, it's not my fault. I'm doing all I can, and it's not enough. This is my song. This is my life. Do you see the power of that man's soundtrack? A song powerful enough that he can't see Jesus' life-giving invitation right in front of his face? Well, the soundtracks of our lives are like that. They become larger somehow, larger than we imagine. They can define us. They can limit us. They can keep us sick. And they can keep us from recognizing and responding to God's healing mercy and grace. We all have soundtracks about our important relationships, about our worth, about our contribution to the world around us. We all have soundtracks. And friends, the longer this quarantine goes on, the louder those soundtracks become, especially the unhealthy ones. With less noise to drown them out, with less activity to distract, our present boredom challenges us to listen to the songs of our life, to pay attention. Listen and pay attention. Because the soundtracks of our life, the things we believe, about our past, our families, our ministry, our world. These background songs, while important, while powerful, they can't make us well. In fact, we can get stuck in our soundtrack, as stuck as that invalid in John's gospel. I've been ill all my days. I have no one to help. I'm still ill. Even though I try very hard, it's not my fault. I'm here doing all I can. This is my story. This is my life. I imagine that Jesus looked at that man in that moment with love and with some disappointment. Because Jesus saw someone so wrapped up in, defined by his soundtrack, that wholeness and wellness remained out of his reach. Do you want to be made well? Jesus said, do you? Then stand up. Pick up the mat, walk. Do you want to be made well? 
Jesus says, then change your soundtrack. Stop singing that song. Stop living only that song. Stop dwelling in that song. Your past, your illness, it's real. So pick it up, honor it, carry it, come to understand it, and then walk, walk with me. Walk to my soundtrack. I can make you well. Each of us has a song. Perhaps yours is a song of a victim, the soundtrack of someone not smart enough or attractive enough or acceptable enough. Perhaps yours is a Job song or a Jeremiah song. Perhaps it's a soundtrack of powerlessness or defeat, of irresponsibility or of sin. Or maybe your soundtrack is one of pride and perfection, success and responsibility. Maybe your soundtrack has you so high on a pedestal that you wake up in the middle of the night anxious about the inevitable fall. Whatever your song, Hear Jesus' call. As important as your unique song may be, there is another, a song more powerful, more compelling that you're invited to join. This is the soundtrack of love and mercy so intense and amazing that it makes the burden of our individual songs lighter and it makes us well. Jesus invited that man to bring his life and to bring his song into the larger healing presence of God's soundtrack of salvation. And Jesus invites me and invites you to do the same. Do you want to be made well, says Jesus. Then the song you live by, the song that defines you, should be the song of my love, my forgiveness, my hope, my sacrifice, and my faithfulness. Your song, no matter how painful or unhealthy, doesn't have the last word. God does. God's faithfulness always does. Do you want to be made well? In this crazy time, when everything is so different, so upside down, so slow, so boring at times, seize the moment. Take the time. Listen to the song of your heart, your soul, your life. Listen carefully. Listen to what isn't right. Listen to what needs healing. Listen to what needs redeeming. Take the time to understand and be clear about the soundtrack of your life, the places you're being called to heal. And remember, there is another soundtrack, more important, Louder, a song that leads to peace and healing and wholeness, the song of God's love and mercy. Now more than ever, you need that soundtrack for your life, for your family, for your community. Now more than ever, the song of God's faithfulness needs to be sung over every other song that binds us or keeps us afraid or keeps us stuck because it's God's faithfulness that got us to this place. And it's God's faithfulness that holds us in this time. And it's God's faithfulness that leads us into a post-pandemic future. May that song wash over you 
and guide you in this time. May that song heal whatever song you might be hearing during the lull of life right now. Let us pray. God, we thank you that even in the midst of a time like this, as we experience boredom or slowness or change, that you continue to call us, that you continue to sing over us, that you allow us to look at our lives and to accept your healing. May the great song of your faithfulness wash over us this day and change any other soundtrack which could be trapping us this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.